There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi once again joined by the adroit Jim Eichenhofer. So glad to have him once again across from me. Uh, We got some fun stuff to talk about. I know we're going to be talking about a lot of fantastical maybe situations, maybe maybe things that might not happen, but this is the time to do it, my friend. It's dreaming time. The NBA lottery is upon us. You said it. I think we're going to be going through some dream scenarios, but who doesn't like to dream? I mean, I think that's a a fun part of life. By the way, it is great to be back. We had a little bit of a break here before we... um, Which was nice, too. Yeah, it was nice, and I, I feel energized. I feel refreshed. I feel optimistic. Yeah. I feel, some might say, adroit. Whoa. Yes. Yes. And you did say that. So, um, but yeah, this, we're going to have some fun with our guests, but I guess we wanted to kind of set up the uh, draft lottery with a yeah. preview podcast today. I know a lot of people are going to be tuning in on Tuesday to find out where the Pelicans finish. Hopefully, it won't be a five-second appearance for the Pelicans. Yeah. When, yeah. As people know, when they when they open up the envelopes, they do it in reverse order. Hopefully the Pelicans are not 14th. If yeah. the if the first envelope is opened and it's not the Pelicans, there's going to be some big excitement coming yes. into the picture. But even if it, yes, if if it's, if it's not 14, here's what we should say is uh, you know a lot of people who may not be familiar with the lottery process. This is this is what Jim's here. He's the info man. People may be thinking, well, if we don't get 14, we could maybe get uh, 10, 11. No, you either get 14 or you get one through four. That's basically it. Right. The Basically, to make a long story short, the only thing that's really determined at the lottery is the top four spots. That's the only thing that you can win. Yes. So basically, they they pull up the teams. I don't want to get into too many specifics. Yeah. I mean, there are people. There's that, just a lot of football fans in the city. I think who are right. still like figuring out how the NBA lottery works. Sure. It is a little complicated. But for the Pelicans specifically, they can either finish first, second, third, or fourth, or fourteenth. Mm-hmm. They have the best record of any team that did not make the playoffs this year. That's why they're in what I like to call the pre-lottery slot of 14. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to say 14th too much because, you know, then people get confused with where they're going to finish in the lottery itself. So basically that's where what we're looking at. They have uh, a 0.5% chance of the number one pick, mm-hmm. 0.6% at number two and three, 0.7 at number four, and then the chances of them finishing 14th in in the lottery are 
So you subtract that from 100, and they have a 2.4% chance of finishing in the top four. If, oh, if, you, if you think 0.5 to win it is a little bit too daunting and a little bit too much for your blood, mm-hmm. you can look more at the 2.4% as a little bit more realistic of, you know, they could finish in the top four if, with, with that percentage. And it's a matter of perspective, man. I was looking at that 0.5%. That seems absolutely minuscule. But it's also only one in 200, which doesn't seem that 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 bad. You know, so like if, it, if someone tells me, hey, if you run blindfolded across this road, you only have a 0.5% chance of getting hit. I'm like, yeah, give me the blindfold. That seems fine. But if someone says, it's about a 1 in 200 chance that you might get hit by a car, I'm, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a heck of a dare. That's an interesting way of, of looking at it. Um, I think the the biggest odds that any team has ever overcome to win the lottery was 1 in 66. Orlando had that uh, way back in the day in yeah. the sh- during the Shaq era back in the 90s. So... Um, one in 200 obviously is a little bit longer odds than that, but yeah. it has been done before that a team with, you know, what people thought had very little chance to win actually did win the lottery. Yep, I've got my toes all crossed in my shoes. It feels horrible, but I'm doing everything for good luck right now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing that we got to talk about. It is a possibility. Uh, the Pelicans in 2019, they only had a 6% chance of the number one pick. Look at that. They got that pick and got Zion Williamson. Uh, it seems like we're due to beat the odds again, my friend, because they haven't been with us the last few years. I really like the way that you're looking at things today. Yeah. I really like your optimism Keep and your positivity. Keep betting on black. Eventually it's going to hit, man. Yeah, Come I like on. that. I like the, the idea that you know they haven't really been successful or lucky the last few years when they've participated in the lottery. So yeah. this is the time. I mean, why it not is. do it in 2023? So, And what better story than a team that clawed and fought their way to try to get into the playoffs, didn't quite make it, but then somehow get rewarded for their hard work instead of these tanking teams that are just, you saw what they were doing. Again, just in my heart, it'd be great. It's, it's part of the reason why in 2019 that Zion lottery was so fun for me. They, people yeah. didn't think they were in the mix for that number one pick. Oh, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the, the Pelicans had a had a scrappy, hard-fought season that, that had a lot of bad luck and good a good totem there. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point, and I'm sure people remember the 2018-19 season was not a lot of fun. But in the last couple months of that season, you had guys like Kenrich Williams who were out there yep. playing as hard as they could. That team was that was not a terrible team. It wasn't a team that won 15 or 20 games and was just dreadful. Right. And they continued to compete in the last couple months of the season despite what were some of the worst circumstances possible where yeah. you have your best player too much to overcome. who already has one foot out the door. So I, I, I think you could make the case. You know, They had some good karma that they were due based on the way they yeah. finished out that season and continued to compete at least in terms of the guys that wanted yeah, to be the guys here. that were on the floor were still trying. Right. You know, you, you, they were still fun to root for mm-hmm. uh, at that point. There was just the one guy you were done rooting for. Right. Uh, but uh, again, this is, this is, I think, a good karma season. And again, we know it is very unlikely that we hop into the top four. But uh, we got to talk about it because it is a chance. And, man, it's fun. It really is. And, you know, we're going to be getting into some fun with our guests here in the next uh segment, but I wanted to kind of briefly set up what we're going to be talking about just so people have an understanding of yeah. the kind of the bigger picture. Um, there's three teams, really the top three teams, and I would consider this to be the, the top tier of the lottery, which is Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio all have exactly 14% chance of winning the lottery. Yeah. The second tier in my mind is Charlotte, Portland, Orlando that has between 125 and 9% chances 
of winning the lottery. After that, there's a little bit of more of a drop off to the point where it gets to be a little bit more difficult for some of these other teams to win. Mm -hmm. However, um, Indiana and Washington are in the seventh and eighth slot. They have 6.8 and 6.0% chance, which is actually very similar to what New Orleans had when they won it with, with, when they won the Zion lottery. Right, so right. I guess we shouldn't rule them out. Yeah. And then off after that, you have Utah, Dallas, Chicago, Oklahoma city, Toronto, and new Orleans rounding out the 14 teams that will be participating in the lottery. Yeah, basically it's like a, it's like a cone. The, the, the closer to 14 you are, the lower your odds get. So the fact that we are at 14 means we have the lowest odds mm-hmm. of getting the number one. But again, uh, we are due and can't wait to talk about it with uh, Todd Graffinini and Aaron Summers, who are going to be in studio here. Also glad to see them. And we're going to get into all the scenarios, the what-ifs. Uh, however unlikely they are, we're going to cover them. And then we're going to talk the practical stuff, too. Uh, so let's get into it with Todd Graffinini, our radio play-by-play voice, and our own team reporter, Aaron Summers. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast. So glad to have them in studio again. Uh, Mr. Todd Graffinini, our radio play-by-play voice. Aaron Summers, our sideline reporter. Uh, We got to talk about all the scenarios. Jim and I sort of set it up. We know that it's highly unlikely, mathematically speaking. The Vegas odds are not with us. Uh, that we're going to end up nailing this this lottery and ending up in the, the number one pick. But uh, we, we got to talk about it. Uh, there is an alien prospect at number one that is a franchise-changing uh, prospect. Obviously, everyone's talking about him. And, you know, none of the, the players in the top four are slouches either. So, I mean, what would it mean to you to jump into the to the number one slot? What would it mean for the Pelicans to be able to do that? Well, I, I mean, obviously, with all the hype with, with Wenbayama, uh, I mean, it would be incredible now would the luck that the pelicans had getting anthony davis of course number one and then zion williamson a couple years later uh i mean to get two number one picks is uh is pretty incredible to get three well then i think you know uh griff would might uh might get that statue out front uh pretty quickly if you could get three number one picks but i mean obviously to to get that would be Almost like being struck by lightning. Yes, uh, yes, the odds are like that. But you know, I mean, look, you never know. That's why they uh, they twirl the ping pong balls. But if you know, you will. Aaron, I was talking about this with Jim. It it, it is very unlikely. It's zero point five percent chance. But then when you break it down, only one in two hundred. That's not that bad. <laughs> no. Yeah, when you, it's just how you look at it. This yeah, no, no, exactly. Like one in two hundred. It's like all right. Well, okay. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Great, love that. Um, I, and that's what you, in one regard. 
You were have the best record of the 14 teams that did not make the playoffs. So you're not that far off. So it's not that we necessarily need a number one pick, but we do have a chance at getting one. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. You know, glass half full. Yes, of course. And and look, we, we're not going to sort of get into the, the number one pick uh, sort of specifics because, again, those odds are quite small. But top four, uh, it, gets, uh, it gets a little better. You got about a 2.4% chance to hop into the top four. For perspective, uh, in 2019, the Pelicans only had a 6% chance of landing a number one when they got Zion. A little better odds, of course, but uh, still possible to land in that top four. What do you want to see them address, basically? I, I think... Look, we've been talking about it all year long. I just think that the outside shooting needs to improve. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think this is any groundbreaking stuff here. Um, Along the lines of what we've seen Trey Murphy do in the last couple years, we knew Trey could shoot the ball coming out of Virginia. Um, And he is really, you know, he started off slow his rookie year, but that was to be expected. But once he started to figure out, we saw him make that huge jump from his rookie year to what we saw this year, which is really very closely on the verge of 50, 40, 90. Yeah. Um, and those are the type of players I think that this team looks to address. I think we've already done that in the draft defensively. Uh, when you talk about what we've seen the last couple of years with Herb Jones and Dyson Daniels, mm-hmm. uh, I think now right at this particular juncture, it is about shooting. And those are the, you know, prospects you're going to have to look at. I think to your point too, Todd, um, the Pelicans were 15th in three-point percentage, so not bad. Not bad, not bad. But they were 23rd in makes per game. So really it's a matter of getting more shots up. And right, obviously like to, what temps, what were they, do you know? Right, um, I have to look real quick. Oh, you just put, put Jim on the spot. The spot. Yeah. Know, Google it, Jim, if, get it. <laughs> I'm going to guess and say it was. I mean, we probably had 27 attempts. It was 29th, actually. Yeah, uh, instead of a sneaky himbo, so, we have sneaky it, summers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It, no, it, you know, it's interesting because Willie Green just harped on it all year long. We got to get mm-hmm. more shots up. We got to get more three point shots up. Three point shots up. And, you know, I say in these words, but for whatever reason, it just didn't work out each and every day. I think mm-hmm. we saw the attempts go up, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the last month, month and a half of the season, but nowhere near what we see. Obviously, when you're playing a team like Boston or Golden mm-hmm. State, when they're jacking 50 up a game, it's like, my. Goodness gracious. I mean, we could really digress here and go into the whys because of the injuries, CJ McCollum, you know, thumb, et cetera. But yes, outside shooting would be lovely, but I think we're going to see a very different team than what we saw all last year. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to gauge what our true needs are going to be. That's a great point. And look, I I think for the most part and the numbers back it up, the Pels were Pretty solid defensive team mm-hmm. all year long. Sixth in efficiency. Yeah, yep. and look, th- that's what Willie Green, when he came here two years ago, we want to have a top 10 defense. That's really, this is this is a defensive-minded coach and staff, and they top 10 defense, top that You play defense each and every night, you're going to give yourself a chance no matter what you're doing as far as shooting the basketball. Um, and when Zion Williamson plays, obviously our offense is in a much better place. Mm-hmm. So right. we'll just, again, have to see, first of all, let's get healthy in the offseason, everybody back on the court, yeah, and then we'll see one. what happens with the draft. Because yeah, I've seen people say point guard, you know, a true guy that's going to bring the ball up. But 
we, you you have that right, more when right. you have Zion on the court. Brandon mm-hmm. showed that he can do that. So don't we have Even Kyra, Dyson, Dyson Daniels, yeah. like yeah. there are a lot more. And Jose options. Alvarado. Yes, there's going to be a knife fight for point guard minutes. Well, you know, you, you want a distributor. You need, you want someone to just distribute the ball. Jose's been great at that. I think to add to Aaron's point too, when this team is healthy or close to healthy. There's a bunch of guys that are going to be on the ball a lot and kind of you can run the offense through Zion. You can run it through Brandon Ingram. We've seen that over and over again. So even if you say you want to add a point guard, maybe it's a point guard that can shoot threes really well. And he's not necessarily just a distributor who's who's going to average like eight points a game and a bunch of assists. Maybe it's a guy that one of his big pieces of his Skill set or his strengths is that he can you be mean, a knockdown three point shooter. CJ McCollum. I, yes, I that mean, would be like, good too. Aaron, I <laughs> yeah. think we've been working too much together because I was literally going to say that is what he is. But mm-hmm. but that's going to get him off the ball and it's going to take all the pressure off of him where he was handling the ball mm-hmm. a lot more than he would normally do, and that can affect his offense at times. We've seen what he is capable of. I mean, look, he set the record for threes in a game. He made eleven of them mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in a game. So. If you get him off the ball most of the ball game, I mean, he'll handle it every, you know, every so often. But if he's playing that true two, he can just sit there and and cook offensively. And to go back to what you guys said about three point shooting in terms of the volume, in terms of the number of attempts, to me, it's a combination of the, the coaching staff emphasizing it more. Obviously, they emphasized it a ton this year. I think they made a little bit of progress, but didn't get to where they wanted to. As you can tell by the fact that I said they finished 29th in attempts, you want to be a lot higher than that. But to me, it's a combination of making sure that you just shoot more threes, but also the personnel has to be, you know, adequate to the point where they're comfort- comfortable. If you if you can add a guy in the draft or some other way in the offseason, it might not be through the 14th pick. It might be a co- yeah. either the 14th pick or some way that you use that 14th pick. If you can add another guy or two into the rotation that – is comfortable taking five or six threes a game. That's how you get your volume up. I mean, you can tell, you can put together a roster of guys and say, shoot more threes, shoot more threes, shoot more threes. But if they're not comfortable doing it, it's going to be hard to get to where you want to go. Well, here's the thing too, and I know you're going to get to your last couple of points on this, but you think about a team like Boston, who, I mean, if they're not putting up 45 threes in a game that, you know, that's, that's just way below what, or way below what they normally would do. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, though, in between what you're going to see in the regular season and what you're seeing in the playoffs. And a team like the Celtics, who you're thinking, all right, they've got a legitimate chance to win the NBA championship, but they have really lived and died with the three all year mm-hmm. long, and it has cost them sure. dearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah in this postseason, especially against the 76ers, because if you live that way and they're not going in, you're going to find yourself, you know, on the outside looking in. It happened with the Houston Rockets. For sure. Yeah. You know, a few years ago when they were jacking 63s up in a game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great in the regular season, but that does not always translate to postseason basketball. And and health is crucial, and I think, uh, Aaron, you've seen it so much on the sideline. The the reason a lot of this team, the reason we we were saying they were stacked and they they were so deep, is there's multi-level scoring. You can score in the paint with Zion. you got Jonas. you got mid-range scoring with Brandon Ingram. You've got your three-point shooting theoretically with CJ, with Trey. You've got the pieces sort of theoretically in place. It's just a bit of tinkering, a bit of health. We talked about uh, where where we want to be in the lottery, but but what we want to talk about here is we love to hate. Uh, who do you not want to see 
uh, win the lottery. There's there's a plenty of teams in the in the top tier there. You got the Pistons, you got the Rockets, you got the Spurs. They all share an equal 14% share of getting that first pick. Then you got, you know, sort of the lower odds teams. You got Charlotte, you got Portland, you got Orlando. Not a lot of teams that are easy to hate there, but you know, I'm going to start off with you because I want to put you on the spot there since you sort of made Jim Google those numbers there. Who do you not want to see? <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Okay. So, and this is just because I don't like someone to have an embarrassment of riches. And the city of Chicago right now, mm. they had the number one pick in the NFL draft, although they did trade that away, but they got yep. some great assets for it. Draft is they there just too. got the number one pick in the NHL draft. Mm. We don't need a number one pick in the NBA draft either. That's a good call. I that's like the call. creativity. Yeah, that, okay? that is creative. Mm. Yeah. So that's one. Orlando. They just got it last year with yes. Paolo Bancaro. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not give it to them again. Yeah. Yeah. They got back-to-back number one picks not so long ago in 1993 when they had Shaq, number one, and then the next year they hit on 1.52% odds and got Chris Webber. See? See, it's time for us to break the – it's time for us to beat the odds, and Aaron's bringing my point back up. I think we're due. I think we're due, basically. All right. I'm not going to go in depth as, uh, as Aaron just did. Um who I, I know do, you guys are just going pure emotions here, I so I had to bring something else to the pure table. Hatred. That, that's why we need a that's why we need a we, woman we, here uh, to think it out, and we're just apes going, I don't like them. We absolutely cannot have the San Antonio Spurs yes. or the Houston Rockets. Uh more San Antonio than um than Houston because the times that San Antonio's gotten the number one pick, they basically turned into a dynasty. No San Antonio, and I mean this is a very, very low chance, very low, kind of like Pelicans-esque low. Mm-hmm. But if Oklahoma City gets it, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we can't have that either. So, no, basically, the Western Conference. No, <laughs> yes. no Western Conference teams. Pretty good blanket answer. But, uh, but starting with San Antonio. Yeah. I'm going to delve into the hostility that I have from yes. years of the Spurs. At the hate flow doing really well against the Pelicans. And I think some of the frustrations in New Orleans with the basketball team that have been created by the Spurs over the years were very evident when you look at, like, the Pelicans swept them for the first time ever this year. And there was a bunch of funny stats when the Pelicans destroyed them in San Antonio last season right. that were, like, amazing. The, amazing. the record the record in the games in San Antonio was something like 5-30. and 30. Yes. And I've been here for a lot of that, and I didn't even realize it was as bad as it was, so... I agree, Graf. We don't want the Spurs. They've had weight. I, I try to look at things a little bit in kind of fairness in the context of history. Yeah. They've been good for so long that to me they deserve yeah, another they deserve another few years of being near the bottom of the league the way they have been before I would be like, okay, now I can see them getting some good luck. So that they're number one on my list. I also have the Mavericks on my list of a team that I don't Ooh, want to win the lottery. I mean, I think some of it's obvious reasons. They're yeah, another team that's been that's, really successful. I mean, it's a good one. I had to go with teams in the West right off the bat. So easy to because, hate Kyrie and Luka, too. Yeah. It's so easy. And here's another thing, too, um, I want to throw out. If the Pelicans win the lottery and the Mavericks don't move up, the Mavericks would bump down to 11. They have a top 10 protected pick. So the Pelicans winning the lottery most likely would mean the Mavericks lose their first-round pick mm. as well. So... Um, there was some shenanigans at the end of the regular season. That's mm-hmm. another reason why I don't want to see the Mavericks win the lottery because based on what they did 
at the end of the regular season, they don't deserve to oh, get the number one people? pick. Oh, you mean people? Yeah. 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 It's a good call. And, and I, I would, you could sit here and say, like, Jim, you're making unfounded accusations. No, they got they got fined by the league yeah, no. for doing <laughs> yeah. it. So It's not unfounded. So, so yeah. the Spurs the Spurs and the Mavericks are my top two teams I don't want to see. Yeah, one. you know, I was looking at it, and, and, and Aaron had a, a good outside-the-box sort of opener there with Chicago, and and Graf brought up a good point with too with Oklahoma City, but but yeah, you sort of beat me to it, man. It's it, when I look at it and all the teams that have the odds as as it gets lower and lower, it is low odds with Dallas. But man, I would hate to see Dallas get it. Just having uh, Luca, having Kyrie, and then having you know a, a number one or top four pick, it would just make me sick. While you were talking about San Antonio and how good they were, I mean, you think about it. Just a couple of years ago, when they were still the pop roaches, they had Dejounte Murray, Derek White. And Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Mm-hmm. They were That's all true, on yeah. that team. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. look what those guys are doing yeah. in all other places. All making impact in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and so, look, it's it's easy to hate on them. I think we all sort of agree. Like Jakob Bertel, too. Yeah, see, again, Graf is going to be up all night thinking of reasons, <laughs> seasons that he didn't like the Spurs. But, you know, I, I, I don't want to end the time on a negative note. We've talked about who we don't want to win, and I think we all agree, uh, most people. But who, who wouldn't you mind? You know, there, there's a few teams. That, there's, some, there's some scrappy teams that have sort of, uh, you, you know, they've been eating some, some dirt for a while there. They, they deserve some due. Who would you, would you not mind seeing get Wimby? Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Uh, I think they... They need some good things to happen to yeah. themselves. It's a great, great town, great arena. They've got great really, mascot. No, the fans are awesome too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they do have a great mascot. Yeah. We met him up close and personal for many, many years. <laughs> yep. uh, no, I, and again, they pose no, no, basically no threat to the New Orleans uh, Pelicans franchise. Right. So uh, I'm going to go with the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, that's a pretty harmless choice. There. Yeah, I mean, so if you if you look at the people with the big, best odds, the 14 percenters, you know, Detroit's been there the past few well, years. They just got him so too. Like, Kate Cunningham. Ago, yeah. Yep. yeah. Two years ago they won it. Yep. Yep. So, the, but they still suck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I kind of yeah. feel like maybe they just they if, could if use the, a little boost. The worst of the Detroit's right. been through it too, man. You know, they're, yeah, they're the like best New of Orleans. the top because it's San Antonio, Houston, and Detroit that all have fourteen percent odds. Mm-hmm. So, process of elimination of who we hate less. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, and I've got some. I've got some Pistons fans, uh, friends who call them the Stones, the Pistons. Uh, uh, you know, so that that would be fine with me. Jim, you got any? Uh, Anyone with it, you hoping to have a horseshoe in their pocket other than us? I don't know what this says about Graf or what it says about me, but once again, I have the exact same answer as he does on this question. <laughs> Jimothy. Um, yeah. I, I had the Hornets as the team that I want to win the lottery if the Pelicans don't. I mean, part of this is be, I think it would be so fun to see them add the number one pick to LaMelo Ball, great point guard who's you know a pass-first guy but also can score a little bit. I just think that would be so much fun to watch. And the other reason I had on my list of notes was they actually now, with Sacramento making the playoffs, Charlotte has the longest Ooh. playoff drought in the league mm-hmm. of seven mm-hmm. years. They've missed it seven years mm-hmm. in a row. And the They've second, been in the play-in, though. They've been in the yeah, play-in. They yeah, that's true. Like that's true. Last year. True. They um, got bit by the well, again, who didn't? Yeah, they've been in bit the, by the injury. They've been in the play-in twice. They, this was the first time that they didn't get it in this new format. But the second longest playoff drought, no one has more than four years in a row missing the playoffs in the entire league, including Detroit. Um, I think they made it in 2019, 2018 or 2019. Um, so I went with them. And I had two other kind of honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, not to disagree with what Aaron said earlier, but I had the magic and – Part of that is because I think they have such an intriguing group of young players. They have such a good core. Tough. And I think to add the number one pick to that would be 
really interesting and really fun. Yeah. Um, I agree that, I mean, historically you could make the case that maybe they've, they've already used up their luck from back yeah. in the day. And then the third team I had was the Pacers just from the standpoint that I just like that franchise. I think, you know, they're obviously a small market team like mm-hmm. new Orleans. I just, there's just something about them that I've always been supportive of them. I feel like we've had really good interactions with their PR department. Like <laughs> it's just a, yeah, I know that's a little behind Game the scenes. Very deep. I but, mean, yeah. I love Gainbridge Arena. Like, yeah. So I, I think the Pacers, I would I love to I see them the get. I think I said the Pacers last year when we went through this right. and I just, they're just unoffensive. You yeah. Know? So it's like old school. Why not? You know, right. I, I wouldn't mind Portland actually, you know, Damian no, Lillard. No, 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 no. That uh, can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Just, just, just for Damian Lillard purpose. You know, he doesn't want to, that. he doesn't want Sentimental to reveal he, yep. he's, he's been staying with Portland. He has stayed there as, as a small market guy. We mm-hmm. always applaud these people who stay there for a long time to see him get a chance to end it, at least with some hope and with someone under his wing, I think would be all right. I believe in us more than I believe in them, Todd. I think it's less that I'm just unafraid of them because I believe that we are stacked. Yeah, I, I, I admire that. I admire that. And um, I just, again, no Western Conference team. Yeah, because that. Yeah, that, Our resident that nervous Victor Brutus. character, that guy is, um, he's frightening. He's an yes. alien. Yes, right? again, he's allegedly, that's what he is uh, an alleged our friend alien. LeBron said. Yes, LeBron. How do you say alien in uh, French? Uh, alien. I'll have, I'll have to Google. I have to Google that for you. Look, we. I think we've gone through our our love list, our hate list. Uh, we hope, of course, to win the lottery. Uh, we know the odds are small, uh, but but this is it. It's time to uh, hunker down and start looking at the math machine. So, Graf, Aaron, thanks so much for hopping on. By the way, it's extraterrestre. That's oh. how you say it. In, that's how you say so, it in French. So extra- ET. So you can yes. call him ET. Yeah. Big old thanks to Todd Graffnini and Aaron Summers for joining us on the podcast, talking what ifs, prognosticating about the future. Uh, it's always fun to do. This is the time to do it. Uh, you know, Jim, we, we were sort of talking about the, the times of the past. Let's break down the last few years. In 2019, the Pels only had a 6% chance of getting number one. They came in with, a, at you know, the number seven pick was where they were pro- projected to be. Of course, got Zion that year. 2020, pre-lottery, 13 were our odds. Uh, ended up getting the 13th pick. That was Kyra Lewis Jr. 2021, uh, projected to get the 10th pick. Ended up getting the uh, 10th pick trading out of that. Getting Trey Murphy at 17. Which Excellent ended up move. Being a brilliant move mm-hmm. there. Uh, and then in 2022, uh, we ended up with the 8th pick, which would have gone to Memphis if it had been outside the top 10. Luckily, got the 8th pick. Got to keep our pick. Got Dyson Daniels there. So I feel like we're due again, man. The odds are in our favor. If you keep rolling on red, man, eventually <laughs> it's going to hit. I'm a roulette man, let's say. And, uh, you know, Jim, it's, it's, it's time. Let's, uh, let's get to it. Uh, the people are getting pumped, I believe. Yes, they are. And uh, one of the questions that I asked on Twitter was if the Pelicans are able to win the number one pick at the Lottery Tuesday, how would you describe your reaction? So yeah. I wanted to kind of go through some of the the ones that we got. I have to say right off the bat, Joe, that I think your followers are a little more flavorful than mine. They came yeah. up with you, you your I think your list of responses was a little little better than mine. Yeah, they're so. pretty verbose. You know, that's the thing is is people follow you for information. You know, so you got a lot of GIF comments. You know, a lot of people just uh, a lot of sports people love to comment in GIFs. That doesn't really translate to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one follows me for information, Jim. Uh, <laughs> so I I just get the sillies who I love. 
uh, because those are my people. So yeah, some colorful ones. Uh, let me see uh, one of the ones we got here. Uh, Jim, of course, asked on on Twitter. Uh, Pelicans have 0.5% chance of winning the NBA draft lottery on Tuesday. How would you describe your reaction if New Orleans gets the number one pick? Uh, one of my uh, ats that I got at sports drink uh, at S P R T S D R N K. Uh, I will saw apart and eat an entire igloo cooler, mm. which I, you know, I wouldn't recommend, but I, I gotta no. be honest. If we hit number one, I'd be uh, pouring champagne on that guy. Cheering I think on. that guy's video might go viral though. If, he, if yeah. you're able to get that on tape, I yes. think there's a good chance that that one's going to be quite popular. And the trip to the hospital probably <laughs> go viral too. What did you do? Why? But then if they're in New Orleans, they'll understand why. Uh, you know, but I'm, I'm sure you got something of the sort in your comments. I, my favorite one was from Todd underscore Judas. I think that's how you say it. J-U-D-I-C-E. Mm-hmm. He said his reaction would be, I will be both pumped and laughing my butt off at all these tankers losing all year and coming up empty anyways. I love that response because yep. I feel very similarly that some of these teams that have been banking on being terrible – during the season so that they can get a chance to get Wemby. It would ruin all of their plans. And for a team like the Pelicans to do it with such distant, long odds, Mm -hmm. that would be, I mean, for the, if you like to see other people suffer, I think that would be hilarious to see like the reaction of some of these other teams. It's it's Mm -hmm. a large motivator in my life. Uh, Another, another uh, favorite of mine uh, at virile underscore beard. Uh, says, you know when you open a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos and you get one with the seasoning all globbed on it? That's a good feeling. <laughs> That's a pretty good feeling, man. I, I had to respond, ain't nothing better than being all globbed up on the Ritos. Uh, you know, when you when you get one of those really dusty bags, that'd be pretty close. I'm not a big Ranch Doritos guy, so I'm not sure if I'm too familiar with that feeling, but oh. I might have to go to the store right now and, yeah. and get one just, just to see if I can experience that get feeling. Get globbed up, bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and, and at Babejamin uh, wrote to me, I'm getting goofed out on Merlot, throwing on a beret and a striped shirt, and 360 windmill dunking on the Audubon Zoo giraffe with a baguette over my shoulder and three lit cigarettes in my mouth. <laughs> man, he's going French with it. <laughs> That's some serious specifics there, too, yes, man. Yes. I, I like the uh, the real the details here. Yes, the, really, this is quite a plan. The man knows how to tell a tale. Uh, he is a great comedian in this city. Go check out uh, at Babejamin. He runs some good comedy shows. Uh, yeah, man, So I think, I think there's some fun stuff over there. I, I believe I put my own reaction of what I would do. Uh, I said I personally would be hitting the wipe me down TikTok dance shirtless as hard as my body could possibly handle in the streets, drinking literally anything anyone handed to me without even looking at it. Wow, accurate. Speaking of viral videos, that one would definitely go crazy as well. So yeah, that's unbelievable. I really would love to see that. That would be amazing. You know, we talked earlier in the show with the guests in terms of you know what it would mean for the Pelicans to get the number one pick. And I didn't, I didn't, I meant to weigh in, but I, I kind of skipped over it. And when we went on to the next subject, but I think the, the hate that would come towards the Pelicans would be quite enjoyable from the yes. rest of the league. I think a lot of people in new Orleans would be saying your hate only makes us stronger. There oh, would be yes. so many people upset by the idea that the Pelicans won it in oh. 2019 with Zion and then got it again in 2023. We would be Vader. I mean, it would be the third time in the last 11 years that 
in a year where so many people were saying, like, this is the year. If you're going to win the lottery, this is the year. Yep. And so for the Pelicans to do that again, that would just be, it would be hysterical. I would be cackling like a ghoul for so long. It would be a medical condition. I don't know if I would ever recover from. I would just be like the Joker, just, "Ah, (laughs) unable to do the podcast. Uh, But again, that would be fantastic. The odds are slim. We know that. But man, it's fun to dream. Mm -hmm. And this podcast is for a dreaming for now when it's not for information. Uh, but we'll find out, man. The the, the draft uh, lottery is on May 16th, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, so you're going to want to check out what happens. Uh, hopefully we won't see ourselves until late in that process, Jim. Yes, I'm looking forward to this. Like you said, uh, we, we understand that, you know, the, the odds aren't really that great. But this the most fun part of this whole process is just thinking about what what could potentially be? I mean, I feel like that was the case in 2019, but at the end of that one, we actually did get the reward that we weren't necessarily yes. expecting, but was we're hoping and crossing our fingers I'm for. I'm just saying, if we end up in the top four, I'm going to let out. <gasps> yeah, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. is the lottery before a 7.30 uh, Western Conference game on ESPN. So those are the details you need to know. We will be back with a follow-up show to the draft lottery, but only if... The outcome is favorable if the Pelicans finish 14th. We yeah. probably will not be back with the show, you know, discussing that because there won't be so a lot much of can happen, a ground know? to cover. But, um, you know, if they if they win the number one pick, get ready because we will be back on Wednesday with yes. another show. And we will sound terrible. So just <laughs> warning, uh, if we win the lottery, uh, we will be back croaking like death, but we will be excited. Uh, so, Jim, thanks for uh, for getting through it with me, as always, my friend. Uh, big thanks to you for listening to the Pelicans podcast. Continue telling your friends and pals, hey, listen to the Pelicans podcast. It's cool. Eventually, they'll believe you. Uh, the podcast is, of course, presented by SeatGeek. You can give Jim a follow on Twitter at Jim underscore Eichenhofer. I am over at JCar504. Uh, we will talk to you once again, hmm, perhaps soon. We'll see. But until then, go hell. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.